So oh. I like if you take a look at the logo, the CrossFit Games logo is the CrossFit Games logo. It doesn't say Noble. It doesn't say Reebok. It doesn't say Go Ruck. That's it is. Point. This is the new CrossFit Games logo. So in, they may be changing how they do it. Maybe, maybe it will be the Go Ruck CrossFit Games, and if maybe that's how they'll announce it. I just I don't know how that goes, and it certainly won't be the Northern Spirit Masters CrossFit Games. That would just be a, way too much of a mouthful. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Masters Fitness Championship Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Kyle Ship. Incredibly excited for this episode. Uh, you know, we're going to bring on Jason Grubb. I got a chance to talk to Jason a little bit earlier today and had just a wonderful chat. Um, he's a great guy. He's been really kind to me, especially since I got to know him at the Masters Fitness Championship in 2023. Jason is in the middle of a lot of things. Uh, he hears a lot. He also is super passionate about the Masters fitness community in all forms and really wants to see it do well, um, wants to bring a, a, a sense of positivity, which you guys know me, I, I love that, um, but is also willing to really talk about some of the issues and some of the things facing the community. And so we have a great, uh, a great discussion. We talk a little bit about him personally. I think so often Jason gets into this business mode and, and he's got four CrossFit Games championships, five appearances, five times on the podium. He's in the know of so many things um, that sometimes you, you almost forget about Jason, the person. He, come, he kind of becomes the personality. Uh, so we get a chance to kind of just pull out his, uh, his personality, talk about his backstory, and, and talk about how that has really shaped who he is now. Um, before we do dive into a lot of the things that, that are on everybody's mind with um, the, the CrossFit games, both the individuals and teams, as well as the masters and teens and adaptive, um, and some of the possibilities. Really exciting conversation. Um, really hope that you will enjoy this. Hey, so we have started a video portion to this podcast, but I got to tell you, uh, um, the last two videos, so, so the one last week with Ron, and Ron's usually with us, but he had to work today. Um, and, and this one, I, I couldn't figure it out. The, the video for Ron and Jason, absolutely beautiful. All the video from the things that we pull in, absolutely beautiful. My video, my audio is fine, but my video is complete garbage. Couldn't figure out why. Got on the phone with Restream today and have finally figured out the issue. So this is still gonna go on YouTube. I'm gonna have to apologize if you watch it on YouTube though. Jason looks great and, and Jason kind of uses some hand gestures. I, I, I want you guys to be able to see. Um, and, and so I'm gonna put it on there. Please forgive my video quality that's being corrected. Um, you guys know I'll learn the hard way, but once I learn it, boy, I've got it and we're just gonna keep making it better. So um, anyway, enough of me and what a great conversation with Jason. Incredibly excited. Hey, don't forget um, the signups for the online qualifier for the Masters Fitness Championship that's gonna happen at the end of September, September 29th to the 27th. That's live at Competition Corner. Um, hey, for our teams and for our 60 plus divisions, so 60 to 64 and 65 plus, it's a direct sign up. So don't worry about an online qualifier. That will be coming out very soon. So ladies and gentlemen, man, thanks for joining us. Here's uh, my incredible conversation with Jason Grubb. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the Masters Fitness Championship podcast. I am joined by a very familiar face um, in, in Jason Grubb. I know that you guys didn't need me to tell you who that was. Uh, we, we have swapped out one uh, oversized, bald, and beautiful CrossFit Games champion for a slightly less tall, a uh, little bit more hairy CrossFit Games champion. Uh, Ron's not able to be with us. He is actually working right now. 
Um, I, I hesitate to say that because I always I give Ron a, a hard time about how beautiful he is. There's probably going to be a rise in 911 calls, people trying to get Ron to their house here in uh, Florida. Uh, but I'll tell you, we, we went from a two-time games champion. We're bringing in uh, the one and the only four-time games champion, Jason Grubb. Um, uh, Jason, dude, I really appreciate you being with us, especially in this really super busy time for you. Oh, it's, I'm happy to do it. Uh, I love doing stuff like this. And uh, we're talking about topics that I could talk about for days and days. So uh, it's no problem. Dude, that, and that's, that's awesome. I, I, really, I really do appreciate it. Um, well, okay, so I want to start off with this. Now, we're going to get to the game stuff. Obviously, that is a huge thing that we got to talk about. Because um, that's, I mean, dude, you and I both do master's media, and, and that's kind of the topic of the day. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to skip over a couple of things that I think are really important to talk about. Because one of the things when we talk about Masters, and I think it's why we're both so passionate about Masters, is that like there's this life that goes on outside of just picking up a barbell as fast as you can. Um, and and, and you, there's this, sometimes there's transformations, there's relationships, there's communities that are built. And, and I got to tell you, you know, Jason, yours is a really cool story because, you know, I mean, if, if you showed me this picture, like, other than the tattoo on your chest, I don't think I would believe that that was actually you, dude. Right. I know. Yeah, it's a wild. That's that's particularly a wild picture. Um, just the difference between my shoulders. Um, you know, on the 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 ten years prior to picture, like I thought I was a pretty fit dude. Like. I didn't think I was fit. I was just trying not to not to get fat. That's really my ultimate goal. Yeah. But I did some push-ups from time to time, and then some sit-ups from time to time. I thought, you know, I'm 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 doing okay here as a 38 year old uh, dude with a pregnant wife at the time, and um, I had I I also didn't know what could be possible. I didn't ever know that I could have this kind of a transformation, um, and it certainly wasn't what I was aiming to do. It was a byproduct of of the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. When I got to tell you too, and I, I need to, I need to make sure I put this back up. Cause I don't, I don't know if, if people really see this, um, man, red stripe was a bold choice, buddy. Um, I'm not, I'm <laughs> I not was entirely, in Jamaica. Dude. I, what, oh, you were, you were in Jamaica for that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Cause I'm going to tell you, I don't, yes. the only reason I remember red stripe is from the commercial red stripe. It's beer. <laughs> so I mean, it's not good, but when you're in Jamaica, like you, you know, when in Rome kind of thing. And I, I didn't find that picture until a few years into my CrossFit journey. I just happened to be glancing at my phone and I saw this old picture and I was like, oh my God, that's, you know, that's what I looked like. I forgot. And it wasn't until I saw that picture that I was in compared to where I was. I mean, it, it was literally two or three years later and then yeah. put, put them side to side. I was like, oh, wow, this is powerful and i also just don't have any pictures without a shirt on for 10 years 20 years because i never had my shirt off like i i didn't i wasn't a guy that would just walk around with a shirt off um so you know to to, to have a snap of me with holding a beer and just standing there it's the most random picture um but that that is the one and that's the baseline i mean it was literally three months before i started crossfit really and uh, it's a great timestamp. So if anyone does start CrossFit, like you got to get that before picture just so you know w what's possible. Who knows what you'll end up looking like. And it may, you may look like me, you may not look like me, it doesn't matter. But if you at least have something of your own that you can see afterwards, 
you, and don't look every day because it's never going to be good. But if you look every couple of years, man, it really makes a makes all the work like, okay, that was that's it's fun. It's fun to see that. Oh, yeah. And well, what's and funny is I almost weigh as much as the guy in that picture now. Mm -hmm. Like I was about 205 in that picture, 210. I dropped to 185 uh, within my first year of CrossFit and was at 185 for a couple of years, just not eating enough food to support my training. And then when I qualified for the games in 2018, I took a look at my macros officially. I was like, wow, I am not eating enough food. So once I started eating enough food, my body started responding much more to, to the, that increased caloric intake. So my, my, um, my performance increased significantly and I've gained a pound or two, maybe a year for the past five, six years. Like I weigh like, I weigh around 200 pounds now uh, during the off season, which is only five pounds off that first picture. So it's pretty crazy. You, you know, when, when I'm at the games, I weigh like 198. Now I sit around 200. Um, but the transformation is significant. Anyway, <laughs> that's the story there. Well, and, 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 and dude, it's a, it's amazing. And I like, I liked how you talk about that before picture, because, you know, one of the things that, that you run into, especially the longer you're around CrossFit, the longer you're around the transformation that people go through is when you're, when you're looking at it in the mirror every day, you don't think anything's happening. And, and then you look at yeah. a picture from, you know, six months ago, a year ago, and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even look right. like that person. Um, I think right. that's, that's so important. Okay. I, you know, I've wondered this, I, I've really wondered this. You are incredibly dedicated to what you do. I mean, obviously if you're going to be a CrossFit games champion, you're, you're five times games athlete, five times on the podium. Yep. You know, that first one was third place. We don't talk about that one though. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, you're, you're incredibly dedicated. So before you started CrossFit, when you, when you were, you know, 38 and, and not started CrossFit yet, I see a lot of times people that are super dedicated to what they do right now. Like you'll see that, that trait in them. Was there something that you did before CrossFit that you were just like dedicated everything you are to? Yes. Uh, basically whatever I do, that's how I do it. Um, mm -hmm. it is both a, a strength and a weakness. Um, my ability to focus on something to a certain extent that it becomes, uh, an obsession. We, we just call it that. So if I just work backwards, so just prior to starting CrossFit, um, I had this idea, like I, I want to learn to fly planes. So it, like March, so I started CrossFit in November of 2013. In March of 2013, um, I, I was having a conversation with a friend and I was like, yeah, I, I want to learn how to fly a plane. He's like, oh, I mean, I live 10 minutes from a flight school at my house at the time. And so I went to the flight school. I was like, hey, how much, how do you, you know, how do you learn to fly a plane? And I'm like, Oh, here's the cost. And here's how many flights you do. You do all this and you get your, your, your pilot's license. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And so I flew like, I didn't even do it. Just they have a discovery flight that you can do. So like you can get in a little Cessna 182 for a hundred dollars and do a discovery flight and just do you see if you like it. I was like, no, I, I'll sign up. So I was like, okay, it's like $8,000. So, I signed up that day. I brought home all my, my log book and all my coursework, all that stuff to do at home. And my wife was like, so you did it, huh? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going for it. And then I flew four days a week for like four months and got my pilot's license. And then I realized that once I had achieved that pilot's license, if you want to be a safe pilot, like you need to fly once or twice a week. And it's really expensive to do that. So um, I'm, I have a pilot's license now, but it is, it's just so out of date, it doesn't matter. Um, 
it, it's just super dangerous. So if you're not flying consistently, so that's, that was just an example, but yeah. my profession at the time was I was a wedding photographer and I started that when I was 33 by posting an, an uh, you know, a posting on Craigslist that I'm a wedding photographer. I had never shot or photographed a wedding ever. <laughs> I just posted it. And then someone hired me. They were willing to pay me $600 to shoot awesome. their wedding. So Sorry, I went and shot a, a wedding a and I was camera. like, we, I got a separate new oh, light. Yeah. We talked about this. My, my light was blinking at me earlier and, uh, and it gotcha. died. And, and I look, I look like a zombie right now because I just got a fluorescent <laughs> light up above me. So I can't, I can't have I see. people thinking that, uh, you know, the apocalypse has started. <laughs> totally. So, so you, okay. So you became a wedding photographer because you just yes. said, I'm a wedding photographer. I'm a wedding photographer. And I, I mean, then I, I went in a, actually posted in this online forum. I was like, Hey, I'm new to this. I, I want to shoot a wedding with anybody. If anybody in the U S will let me come shoot a wedding with them to learn how to do it. Like I'll be, so some guy was like, Hey, I'm shooting a wedding this weekend. So I rented a car, flew from Denver to, uh, I don't know, somewhere Fayetteville, Arkansas, uh, shot a wedding that weekend. I took like 5,000 images just mm -hmm. to learn. And then from that point on, I, I, I shot weddings based on what I learned from this one experience. In the first year, I shot like 10 weddings. The second year, like 25. The third year, 35 weddings. The next year, I doubled my prices and shot 20 weddings and eventually was charging like 12 to $15,000 to shoot a wedding. Um, Man, because I was just all in on this thing prior to that. And this is the last part of the resume that I'll say, I love this. Um, I played poker for two years. So yeah, I, I played competitive. I, I'm not competitive. I played ca poker cash games in Las Vegas. Um, I would fly to Las Vegas every weekend and play poker like, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, fly home on Sunday. And I would do that every week for, it was technically about 18 to 20 months. Um, and it went well, I went like this. This is my bankroll, okay? For those that can see this visually, I am drawing an arrow that goes straight up, plateaus, and then goes straight down. So <laughs> that was my poker experience. Um, what happened was I was crushing it until uh, the summer of 2008 when the, the financial crisis happened and all the world's disposable income disappeared. And all of a sudden, now I'm playing poker against po poker players. That's not profitable. Um, and then I, so I was literally broke. I went home, posted on Craigslist that I, I shoot weddings now. I borrowed $1,500 from my dad to buy a camera, shot the wedding, paid him back, and then had a wedding photography business all of a sudden. Um, so that's, this is this nature that if I get interested in something like poker, or wedding photography, or prior to that, I was a, a master's degree in counseling psychology. So I was a therapist for a few years. If it catches my attention and I really like it, I'm all in. Yeah. And now I now I know that about myself. I'm careful about new things I try. Try like I tried pickleball a couple months ago. Uh -huh. Ooh, that's pretty fun. Um, <laughs> that's really fun. <laughs> so I, I'm probably not going to allow myself to do too much pickleball, or I'll be the world's fittest pickleball player well, we'll, and instead of the world's fittest athlete you know the 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 next um, boulder athlete program will be boulder pickleball i mean we got to go across all verticals we want to we want to hit you know crossfit golf pickleball uh i don't know <laughs> skydiving you know whatever people uh, are crazy silly about J we'll just do that jason like nobody's doing you justice by the way like like we know how good a crossfitter you are dude you went from being a professional counselor to a poker player to a photographer, to a yes. professional CrossFitter slash uh, pilot, 
Um, yes. Uh, you, you, yeah. you know, listen, I, I hate like all, you know, I mean, all credit to, you know, Tia and Brooke and all the things they've done. Dude, somebody needs to write a book about you um, <laughs> with, with, with a minor function on fitness, but more just like, look at what this guy has done. So, right. This guy's amazing. done some things. So it was really funny. I'll tell you this one story. So Usher played the Super Bowl, right? Uh-huh. Usher. Um, in 20, God, 2000, 2008, February of 2008, he sat down at the poker table I was playing at, at the Bellagio in Las Vegas. Yeah. He played poker. He, he's got this entourage. Like, he's got a bodyguard. And, like, uh-huh. he, Usher sat down with $5,000 on the table, lost it immediately. He looks at his bodyguard. The bodyguard pulls $5,000 out of his trench coat, puts it on the table. Usher's now playing with $5,000 again. Um, so I make sure that my stack is $5,000. For poker players out there, I get in a hand with Usher. And he didn't have a Band-Aid on his face at the time, but I was like, I know that's the guy. I know, no, it was Usher. And so anyway, I get in the hand, I flop two pair. I'm like, I'm taking all of his money. And I bet he calls, I bet on the turn, he calls. I bet big on the river, he calls. He's like, I have three of a kind. I'm like, I just lost $3,000 to Usher. Okay, (laughs) he doesn't need it. (laughs) So that was fun. You played poker with Usher, Jason. That is hilarious. Oh my gosh. I played hey, well, well, you talk about you talk about him doing the Super Bowl. I really I chuckled at this, by the way. So okay. So he does the halftime of the Super Bowl. The first half, I'm I'm tuned out. I'm like, this is boring. Because it was all the stuff when he was trying to like make a comeback, you know, like he was super yes. huge. And then he was he was not, but he was trying to like yeah. and then all of a sudden they start playing all the stuff from back when we were in, you know, high school and college. Yeah. Oh, dude, I yeah. just started laughing. My daughter, my 10-year-old looks at me and goes, why are you laughing? I said, because I'm really having a good time right now. Like I'm loving this. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh crap. Like we're the older, we're the older demographic that they're trying to get Jason. <laughs> we are the older demographic now. And I'll tell you what, I was actually joking with my wife. I was like, I'll tell you what, if they put tool out there, um, <laughs> you'll have 45,000 white men just cheering at the, you know, <laughs> so right. it, it is when you realize like that, uh-huh. um, yeah, when, when you look back and you're like, oh man, I remember when Creed did the Super Bowl, that was awesome. Or oh, yeah. the U2, U2 did, you know, it was, it was amazing. We remember all these old things like, oh man, I'm oh, yeah. the old guy in the room. That's right. So That's it's, right. Well, it's a reality. I, I laugh because I remember one of, so one of my favorite half, halftime performances was actually, and it was right after the, uh, the, the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake. It was like literally the next year it was uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, and that was yes. so good. So Everyone good. loved it. Though, is, that was like my first, because that was, I mean, we were, we weren't, we weren't 40 when that happened. You know, I mean, when we were in no. our twenties or maybe yes. teens, honestly. And so I was like, okay. Um, and so that was like a, an exposure to Tom Petty. Like, oh man, that's really cool. And so I started listening. <laughs> now all of a sudden, like it's, it's the people like Usher that were cool when I was in, in high school that now they're bringing back. And you're like, oh, that hurts a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I am very old. Very, very <laughs> old. Okay. Well, okay. So speaking of speaking of of, of old, um, so so you know, we brought up Boulder Athlete a little bit. So you started Boulder yeah. Athlete, athlete, or excuse me, Masters Athlete uh, training program. Um, yes. And obviously it's going pretty well. Uh, it, it's going so well. I okay, Jason, I have to, I have to, I have to laugh. I have to share this story. So I've got a friend named Luke. And Luke is very mad at you. Uh, he, he calls you a homewrecker because he has two buddies that he trains with that they all did uh, mayhem. And the two guys switched over to, um, to Boulder recently, give that a shot, and they're really liking it. Um, and so he, he, he jokingly calls you a homewrecker, um, which is just the yeah. funniest thing of all time. 
I understand. I understand. And dude, I'll, I'll be honest. And, and for Luke, if, if Luke is listening, um, I get it, dude. It's really hard. When, when I, I was a mayhem athlete for a couple of years and I, um, when I was, I was in a position where, uh, there was, there was a couple of pathways I could have taken, uh, or earlier in 2023. And one of them was Boulder athletes. Um, there's a couple of the paths and, you know, I just felt like there was just this gap, like, you know, I was modifying the programming I was getting to make it fit for me as a master's athlete, right? Even master's programming that I had followed previously was, I was still modifying it to what I felt like a master's athlete would actually need. So I, I made my own modifications and I would do that. Um, and I was like, you know, I just feel like there's, no one's gonna do this right if I just don't do it. I'll just, I'm, I'm just gonna do it. And I, I had the, you know, kind of small team that I could build together and, and, and do this thing and launch it. But what that meant was that I had to look at Rich Froning, my, you know, one of my idols and someone who, who I'd become friends with, right? I was training with him and was friends with him. I was, he would invite me over. We had a good time. And I just be like, bro, I have to make this move. Like I, I have to do this. And I mean, he's a cordial guy. He's a, he's a smart guy. He's, he's a business person as well. He's like, dude, you got to do what you got to do for your family. And that, I mean, it was, he wasn't like, Hey, I'm super excited that you're going to create a competing brand. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> he didn't say that. I would never expect him to say that. But he said, you got to do what you got to do for your family. And he understood man to man what was happening. But Luke, it was hard. I had to say goodbye to a community and a, and a family that I was a part of, you know, and, um, I felt a lot of camaraderie there and just like a family, there were things I was annoyed with and what I'm not going to go into the, any of the details, but I, you know, I love those guys. So I still see, you know, the mayhem family, I still see the mayhem athletes that I trained with, um, I, at all the competitions, I'm going to give them a hug. I love all of them. And yes, Luke, I know this is happening all around the world where <laughs> someone switches over to Boulder and messes up the whole thing. You know, the we had a thing. whole, we had a whole oh. symbiosis here. We were training together. We're friends. And now y'all are doing pause squats. What the, what is this? <laughs> so here we go. So Luke, this is, this is Jason's invitation. This is, this is okay. We're one day out of, we're one day out of Valentine's. This is to Jason or to Luke from Jason. Yes. Right. There right. it comes. There it yep. is. All right. And, and, and so that's the, that's the Valentine's invitation. Will you be my Boulder athlete? Luke, um, you might as well look, there's no, it's not, not just the, not just the invitation, but by the peer pressure and like, look, you want to, you want to win. Right. So like, let's do it. It's simple. You want to be healthy? Let's do it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh man. Okay. All right. So, so with, with that, uh, with, with Boulder athlete, you know, we also, another thing that you do and you do so well, um, I'm a big fan of the masters in motion podcast. All right. With you, Rick Stevenson, um, both, both have been incredibly kind to me, willing to, to talk to me, work with me, help me. Um, and, and I've really enjoyed that. And, and with that, uh, man, lately you have really been on the, uh, um, you've been on the forefront, you know, because of your, not just not just the fact that you're really good at fitness, but because of your experience within the fitness community, um, obviously you've won everything that you've done, including um, legends and MFC this last year. And so yes. you kind of went on a on a, a victory tour. You took a victory lap of victories after winning the games. Um, yep. And and so you you know you had a chance to talk to Bob. Um, I'm assuming did you I mean did you record that on the Thursday or maybe the Friday after he made the announcement? We did, uh, let's see, when were we able to get him? Um, there might've, 
think the announcement was on a Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday. So like we got him quick. Yeah, uh, so actually, well, this is what we knew. Actually, it was. It was the next day. So this is what happened. He had texted me um, early that earlier that week. He said, you know, we're finalizing everything and there should be announcement an announcement this week. He could tell me that mm -hmm. um, I didn't know more details. He just said things are finalized. It's going to be an I don't know what day CrossFit is going to announce it, but they're going to announce this week. I was like, OK, can I get you on the podcast? Like, yeah. and he's like, let's commit to Friday. If they haven't released the announcement, we can't do the podcast. And I was like, <laughs> OK, so we're just going to plan for Friday and hopefully they post it, you know, he because he didn't have control over that post and uh, they did share it. And luckily enough, we had him. We were literally we had him for an hour before he was on with Talking Elite Fitness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. It was it was really special that he was able to uh, devote that time to me. It was also really nice that, you know, he had he, he and I will chat from time to time, and he he is under all kinds of different NDAs, so he can't he'll he'll share with me things that he can share, things that he can't share. Um, he just has to withhold yeah. until he can release it. And he'll he'll share some things with me, but um, along the along that timeline, you know, he can let me know how important it is for masters athletes to register for quarterfinals, for example. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's a big deal for the CrossFit games that masters athletes do quarterfinals. Mm -hmm. um, and he told me that. And then, but on the podcast, he said, he said more specifically, the budget for the games is dependent on the amount of masters athletes that register for quarterfinals. And I was like, okay, so it, this is legitimately public knowledge. Um, yeah. But I really, I do, I do have some access. I have some access to be able to talk with some people um, and get different people's opinions and all that stuff because of relationships I've built over the years. It's really funny. I've, I've, there's been an element of like um, m many people getting to know me very, very quickly. So there's been kind of an explosion of followers on social media and all that stuff. But it's been years and years in the making. You know, I've been at the highest level of competition at the CrossFit Games since 2018. That's like six years ago, right? Mm -hmm. I've been there five times with one year being COVID. So we weren't there. So I ha it, it's taken like this, this, you know, trajectory where you just flying below the radar for so long. And then all of a sudden, you know, I can, I can call Sean Woodland if I need to, um, you know, I could call Bob. I, I have some people I can just get in touch to. And I mean, including you and, and Ron, like if we, Ron's going to be on our podcast next week, actually, which would be fun. Um, hey, but yeah, there's just guys today, huh? Tell him like, <laughs> well, when he's on your podcast, say what the heck, dude. Dude, listen, we got reciprocal here, okay? But uh, no, we did nail him down finally. Absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, it is nice to be able to be in, have some uh, access to people that that know things or at least have opinions on things. Um, I, you know, I like to I like to know what John Woolley over at Make Wads Great Again, the Kettlebells and Cocktails podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to know his thoughts. He's a really critical thinker, so sometimes I'll bounce things off of him. And the only phone number I don't have that I want is Dave Castro. So if, <laughs> if I could get Dave's number, um, he caught me at legends. He actually, he was like, Jason, come here. Well, one that he recognized me. That is always a neat thing that if Dave Castro recognizes me and knows my name, it's always, it's a neat thing. Um, but he's like, Hey, we should talk more. And I was like, yes, Dave Castro, we should talk more, bro. Of course. Yeah, Let's do that. He's like, I, you know, he's like, I, I'm not the bad guy. I'm trying to do all the right things. I'm like, bro, I've got your back. I believe you. Yeah. So let's talk more. You know, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I've never even been critical of Dave. He just knows that he has this target out there, like he, that he's oh, yeah. disrupting everything. I think he's, 
I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to make sure that the games continues in the most sustainable way possible, given the restraints that, that he's got to face with private equity and CrossFit HQ. But yeah. Um, yeah, if you've got his number, I mean, just send it over. So, oh, yeah, because I've got his number. Look, Jason, you were the one that just name dropped Sean Woodland. Okay. So, I know, right? I'm the one, like, I, I do appreciate you were very nice because you tried to slip me in there next to Sean Woodland. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, but no, and, and, and that was, you know, it, it's interesting. You talk about, you talk about, um, you know, him, him telling you that he's not the bad guy. And, and I, you know, I think, yeah. I think I'm with you. Like, where, he, I think he is, he's trying to work within certain constraints. And uh, you know, one of the things I've been critical, you know, as, as this has come around and I guess maybe now we kind of come a little bit more into the, the, the games part of this discussion, you know, my, my critiques and, and I'm not going to call them massive critiques, but I guess the questions that I ask are more about the overall structure. Um, you know, what type yep. of support, because one of the things that I'm concerned about is like, what support is, is Bob and Joe going to get? Um, yep. you know, I, I heard you talking, you know, not too long ago, uh, you brought up a point that, that I had really brought up was, you know, you know with the, the date of the games and, and it's disappointing that it's the same day as the masters, but, but, you know, if you've ever done anything with major event centers, you know, that sometimes there's just no, there's just no availability yep. and, and. And you have to be way in advance. And so the big question becomes, like, why wasn't CrossFit on this two years ago, knowing yeah. that this was coming? You know, I think one of the things that that CrossFit has got a reputation for, and quite frankly, I think it's a little bit earned, is sometimes they they make really, really big decisions really, really fast. And yes. and don't always the decision may be a good one, but the the follow through and the carry out is a poor one. I, and I agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's as if they can only see as far as their headlights go. You know, they're, they're not following a map. It's just like, hey, there's a turn ahead. I guess we got a turn. Um, you know, it, and they put Bob and Joe into a, a real pickle. Like, hey, we want to we give you the guys the games. Oh, and by the way, you have no time to find a venue. You have no time to put this together. You've got, you know, from the time they found out to the time the games will happen, I believe is is maybe a year, maybe yeah. just over a year. Um, and the time constraint, like they have to announce a venue before the, the CrossFit Open starts. I mean, there's a huge time oh, yeah. clock right there. Um, yeah. So that's that's that is a, a big frustration with CrossFit. That yes, if they would have gotten ahead of this by two years, and I guarantee they didn't. There's no, they had no idea two years ago that this is where they were going. No. So um, they they didn't, and if they if they would have given enough time and enough forethought, here's the things that, that would have happened this season, okay? Um, the teams, the adaptive, and the masters would all have competitions prior to the games in Dallas, okay? So then they can use that footage at the games to create a cohesive experience, like, hey, here's the updated results from the three CrossFit games that have happened already for these different divisions. And they're going to highlight that at the games, even in the games broadcast to highlight the fact that this is happening in the world. So there's that cohesiveness. It keeps the brand together, right? They didn't allow for enough time for that. So hopefully that happens next year. The other thing they could do is they could have planned way ahead on the open announcements, right? So, you know, 24.1 is, uh, whoever, Fakowski and the four people that are competing this week, next week. Mm -hmm. And then the next week is like Justin Medeiros versus um, um, uh, the, guy. the yeah. other guy. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I, yeah, I yeah. feel so bad calling the little guy. He's like way fitter than me. I didn't mean to be so 
Colton, Colton Mertens, Colton Mertens. There, there we go. <laughs> phenomenal athlete. It's yes. a great, great matchup. Yeah. Um, you know, 24.3. It's adaptive teenagers, masters, and an individual. And that's the cohesive yeah. announcement to round out the open seasons. Like, hey, we've got all the divisions represented. We're all still the CrossFit Games. You know, we are. Um, we, we are the fittest on earth. You know, we, we throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten a call. Maybe they are doing that and I don't know who they're doing it with, but I don't think they're doing something like that. And that would be a great way to show, Hey, CrossFit is well connected with all of this. And again, they've got, this is a transition year and then no one's asking me what they should do. No, no one's calling out it. Honestly, if they would just ask like Sean and Tommy, what, what they should do just consult with some people outside anybody outside of the organization on the way this should go down it'd be amazing um no so that's being really critical i mean we're i am being super critical of crossfit and it's and they're it, and they've done this for years like it's just this last minute kind of feel around some things um yeah. you know just expand the team or hire an intern to run social media for masters one hour a week. And they would have, um, they would have some stuff out there for us. Um, you know, call oh. Kyle at the local community college. He's got you covered. But um, now the positive thing is, and then let's shine the light on the positive. So mm -hmm. CrossFit is partnered with Bob and Joe. They are, they are intimately aligned on this. They are, they are, aligned on their programming. So semifinals in the games are all programmed out. Bob and Adrian and the team, they've all worked out all of those workouts. So there's cohesiveness going through all of that. You know, CrossFit is going to do the video reviews through the, the quarterfinals and semifinals to make sure the right people get there. Um, whatever they do, it's consistent with that. CrossFit is gonna be in charge of drug testing at the Masters games. Um, you know, the CrossFit brand is there. The payouts for the games with, 14 divisions between 35 and 65 plus all of those payouts are going to remain the same from previous years. These are all commitments CrossFit has made. And that's phenomenal given how hard it is to run uh, events this large. Um, so I see that as being a real positive, but again, this is year one oh, yeah. and a lot of that budget and any kind of discretionary income on that budget to make the games an even more ex special experience or get a live broadcast, all of that stuff is dependent on quarterfinal signups. You know, if, oh, yeah. if 20,000 Masters athletes sign up for quarterfinals, we got a budget, you know? Um, so well, we'll, we'll, the, we'll cross that bridge. What is the, what is the, the, the determination of from, um, from the open to the quarterfinals? Is it still 25%? 25% now. Yeah. Yeah, so yep. that'll be, so that's, that'll be interesting I mean, Compared to last year, it was 10%. Mm -hmm. uh, this year, we have 25%. And so if 25% if qualify yeah. and 10 to 12% um, actually sign up, not, I mean, we're not going to get 25% to sign up for the for quarterfinals, but even if we get 10 to 12%, something like that, that's a huge amount of Masters athletes that get to do that. Um, and that'll be that'll be great budget wise for the games. The thing I like about quarterfinals this year versus other years the most is the fact that our quarterfinals are the same weekend as the individuals and we're all doing the same thing. Yeah, like that is going to make it really fun for affiliates. You can actually have affiliates like celebrate the next stage of qualifiers for their athletes um, in a way that 
it was kind of a pain in the ass historically where you'd have like the team quarterfinals, the individual quarterfinals, the the, the um, age group quarterfinals. That's huge. That's huge lifting for gyms. Yeah. Not everyone is CrossFit mayhem that's just going to cater to all their athletes. Most gyms have like, you know, 2000 square feet and classes running every day. So you got to figure yeah. all that out. Having that in one sitting is going to allow more athletes to participate, have fun, corroborate with each other and be less impactful to the the actual affiliate. I think actually a bump in in joy. I think it should be fun for the affiliate. Um, I, I think it would so, be great. And I like, I like no. where you're going with that too. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Chase. Not no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. I, you know, I like where you're going with that because I think it's, you know, with me right now. So the announcement <laughs> comes out and it's on the same day as the teens. And there was this initial surge of, uh, of negativity. Um, and yes. you know, I mean, I get it, but, but like we said, I mean, you know, I think you, so we did a podcast on that Thursday night and, and we talked and we kind of tried to talk about both sides and, um, you know, obviously we hadn't heard your deal with Bob yet. Uh, and so, um, you know, we, yeah. we tried to talk about like, it is disappointing. There's probably some other factors uh, you know, I think, I think they would be smart yeah. enough not to do it if they had that choice. Yes. Um, but I think it's important when we're talking about masters and talking about you know the CrossFit Masters especially is looking at the positives, looking at okay, how is it that we can really make this and run with this, and how can we really uh, um, take that this is is something that yeah everybody may not be together in Fort Worth, you know, and and so that championship festival feel there, but how what where's the positive we can look at and really start to say we yeah. we can build on this. Yeah, yeah, and I think that the positive we build on it in the fact that. Um, yeah. Okay. First, let's just address the fact that the same weekend is a bummer. It's a huge bummer. There's some masters athletes are coaching teenagers. So someone's going to have to sacrifice there. There's, there's some coaches that coach both sides. Um, I'm always throwing it out there. Like, Hey, if you're a master's athlete and your coach can't make it, have your coach go to the teen event and come see me at the games. I'll help. I'll help. It's whatever. Yeah. There's plenty of support for masters athletes. Just we're all in this together. So there's a lot of camaraderie. We don't have to have a coach there. We'll be okay. Um, but I think the momentum into the future is that um, I think the pressure is on to make for great events, to capture great footage, to show the world that this can be really great for the teens, for adaptive athletes, for masters athletes, and make sure all those numbers look really, really good so that that momentum travels into year two. So we already know there is a year two in this, which is good. But we already know that they're working on venues and working on what the second year 2025 looks like. Bob said that. So, I mean, that makes my heart happy knowing that they're already working in the future and that yeah. there is a future, first of all. Um, in a perfect world, I know that uh, Joe was talking in another podcast about um, the potential that, you know, the teen um, pit team throwdown team and legends team, like they're pretty close together like they know each other they talk almost daily and that there was an idea that they might be what if they could do it together what if the teens and the masters could could be yeah. together at the same place on the same weekend in 2025 have that be prior to the games oh, yeah. so now we've got double the families double the viewership we've just got a, a big event like that oh, yeah. um, that could be really cool and then awesome. you know keep people from having to make choices if that works out great if it's still in two separate places okay they'll likely do everything they can to coordinate their schedules and calendars um, because they, now they've got over a year to figure this out, you know, and, and if they can get those relationships in place, if the games are in Birmingham again, year two will be even more smooth uh, and they won't have to deal with 
any of the issues they dealt with just in just getting a venue. Now that's going to be done. If they do that, they might choose somewhere else. Who knows? But um, I think you're it's sort of like this. Here's an example. OK. I bought these. OK, this is the uh, this is the Apple Vision Pro. OK, this is what they look like. If you're watching the video, this is a real thing. OK, they are pretty darn good. I'll say that. And I'm, I'm just one of those guys that buys every new Apple device. OK, I bought an iPad first generation, even before you even knew what to do with an iPad. Right. I have the Apple Watch. I've got the whatever. I've got all the things. I'm not keeping those, by the way. Like um, my goal was like if they were super productive, I can afford to keep them. But it's they're amazing. They're they're amazing. Uh, but the second generation and the third generation will be revolutionary. It'll be like it's going to be the best thing ever. Okay. Because oh, yeah. I like all that stuff. So, and that's what I think about this year one, the games for Masters athletes, and I think for, for all the different divisions, I think year one is going to be really, really good. But it's still first generation. All right. It's still gen one. Okay. Year two, year three, year four, they learn, they grow. The, the, the um, relationship with CrossFit gets, uh, you know, even more, they get even more familiar working with each other. Um, and I, I think it just gets better and better and better. Only if <laughs> it's like, you know, that, that vision pro will not get any better if people don't buy it. <laughs> so like, they're not going to create a second generation if it's just a, a, a dead on arrival. So that's where, um, you know, it, it, we've got to have this extend just this little level of flexibility, I, I mean, I still, I have high expectations for what the games will look like this year. I have very high expectations. I know Bob and Joe, I know they can throw a great event. Um, I know they'll, they'll, CrossFit will be involved in that. I think the CrossFit medical team will be there. This is just going to be a great event. But I also know that like, this is year one. So let's just, let's just like see what happens, right? And vote with our dollars. Let's get our asses there, get asses in seats and enjoy this thing. And then, and then with all that momentum, year two is going to be even better. Year three, now they've got years and years of experience. And I hope this is a trajectory that just becomes a, um, especially for guys in our age group, like you and I, we have, we've got a vested interest in this being yeah. an even better and better and better experience. Yeah. Again, rising tides lift all ships. Oh, so absolutely. if the games are a great experience, mm -hmm. these masters, you know, masters fitness collective, um, the Masters Championship, I'm sorry, the Masters Championship, you know, Legends Championship, Waterpalooza, these all rise based on people going to and participating in the games and showing the world, like, do we, we love this stuff and we're here to stay. Like, we're here to stay, you know, put a, send a middle finger out to all those that say that Masters athletes aren't games athletes. No, we're going to show them what we're capable of in Birmingham and into the future, period. Because we're not, we're in this, like, dude, I'm not giving up. I, you know, I flew every day for like six weeks or six months to get my pilot's license. You know, I'm not giving that going anyway. I'm not giving up on this. You talk about you talk about Birmingham. Um, so it's interesting. You know, I, first off, I loved I loved the thing that you put up that uh, uh, Jason doesn't go to the CrossFit Games. The CrossFit Games come to Jason. Um, that yeah. was hilarious, by the way. Um, but dude, so I was looking around. So is it going to be what's it called? The Crossplex Healthplex? What what is that called that it's going to be at? The B. It's called the BJCC. Uh -huh. which stands for something. It's the Birmingham something uh, convention center. So the BJCC or basically the Birmingham convention center. It's yeah. a, it's a huge complex. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, it's beautiful. So, it, 
So, so I was looking. Is that the is that the one? You know, you, you know they were talking about all the different floors and everything. Is that the one that yep. it has the track? It's got the pool. It's got the arena. Or no. is that something different? Oh, so that's something different. That is something different. No, that's kidding. something different. Oh, so there wow. and that. So one of the things down here is that um, there's multiple venues. There's mm -hmm. many, many venues. Um, you know, there's one that is part of the school. Um, Daniel, and again, so anyone that's from Alabama is going to know that I am a rookie in in Alabama. I don't know anything. I don't know. I don't even know where I live. I don't know. I know that Birmingham itself is north east of me. I think I think I'm southwest. OK, so that's just I'm going to say that that I've, I've got some. But so I went to the BJCC to see the tool concert three weeks ago. Yeah, I was like, this is where the games might be like, I didn't know. Cause it could have been at the, there's a college arena where the pool is. So the two Oh five throwdown is a huge event down here as well. And it happens in September. I think mm -hmm. they use an area, a, a different venue. Cause I was trying to ask all around like, Hey, what venues would they use if they were here? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I'm at this concert and I'm like, this place is awesome. Like this is, this is great. This whole area is amazing. And then when Bob told well, the announcement came out <laughs> that it was at the BJCC, I'm like, Oh, I've been there. It's great. Like it's, it's got, it's, it's one of those places it's in, you know, in, in cities where like 10 years ago, you would not go there. This is not a place you would want to go, oh, yeah. but they revitalized the area. And it's one of those types of places where like this used to be a bunch of warehouses. Now it's awesomeness. It's kind of like that. There's places like that in Denver, like in Denver, Lodo is an area that's super cool, but 10 years ago, not cool. Maybe, you know, it's yeah. kind of gross. You, you don't go to Lodo. Um, mm -hmm. That's what this this area is down in, in Birmingham. So it is a convention center. It sounds like they're going to have three competition floors in the main, in a big giant area. So you're going to walk into a space that is massive, three competition floors, athlete area, warm up area that's 15,000 square feet somehow. That's insane. Um, that's games quality right there, honestly. And a vendor village. Um, I, they can throw down a really nice competition with 600 plus athletes and all of the fans and spectators in that type of arena. The drawbacks, we're probably not going to have any, uh, you know, events outside. We're not climbing the rogue Zeus. You're not doing the rogue climbs on the Zeus rig on a football field uh, this year. Right. Because they're going to have everything inside. Maybe there's a Zeus rig inside. I mean, uh, that's cool, too. Whatever. Yeah. Um, we're probably not going to have, you know, some sort of uh, you know, sled push down a field to finish an event because that makes for really dramatic, fun endings. Maybe we don't have some of those visuals. But, you know, at, at, at MFC and at the Legends Championship, those are all indoor events generally anyway. Oh, yeah. Dude, you make you make the best with what you got and you can test athletes to the highest degree as you guys did at your competition and destroyed me. Um, <laughs> I mean, dude, 200 pound sandbags. Whose idea was that? Um, anyway, uh, I think I know whose come idea on. that was. <laughs> I mean, just going back to I remember when that got revealed. I'm like, that's a misprint. That's a misprint. That's a misprint. Dude, <laughs> we're not doing that. There's no way. Uh, and dude, then we go out there like, no, hey, guys, that's it. You know what my one of my favorite things about the 200 pound sandbag though was because there was everybody was like oh my god and the people that were getting it and the and and yes there was absolute devastation but but also just the accomplishment from people like do people that finished yeah. you know middle of the pack that you would have thought they won the workout because they never thought they could have picked that bag up that many times it was amazing that is correct and i would say that about half of those workouts 
uh, at that championship where one of those were like, wow, I can't believe I got through that. Or I can't believe like on the squat work on the squat one, it was just, I don't know. I think it was like 370,000 squats, something in that range. <laughs> all the back squats, all the front squats, all the overhead squats, the shoulder over Like I just, just insanity. Um, yeah. But you know, like people got deep into that way deeper than I think they thought they could. And that's the one thing I love about a well-run masters uh, championship has correctly programmed events, events that should put us like, Oh, that makes me nervous. Um, you know, I'm nervous about how heavy that is. I I've experienced that at legends. I experienced that at the, at the, uh, masters fitness championship. Like, wow, this is going to hurt. I've experienced that at the games as well. And so when it's done right, uh, you know, the test is the test and, and we get our, we get to, to, to just get destroyed by this stuff. And again, I love all that. I, oh, yeah. I don't want to come away from a four day competition like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I think back to training. I want to need to take days off. Yeah. I want to need to take, yeah. Yeah. That's the right phrasing. Need to take, no, I, I get it, dude. And, and, and it is. That's, that, that's pretty, uh, um, uh, that was always, that was the fun part about MFC was, you know, cause, and I'll tell you the, the buildup before. So I didn't, I didn't actually take over with media until kind of right at the event. And then since then, I've been, been really involved. So, I didn't see a lot of, of like the discussion beforehand, but you know, I, I, I get access. And so I kind of back and I'd heard some rumblings. And so I go back and look at man, there was man, there's, there was, you know, messages back and forth about, Oh, this is too heavy. Oh, I shouldn't have done But then you go to the event and, and, and you have all, all of these masters that are they're they're being pushed and they're succeeding yeah. and they're achieving yep. such a cool event. And, 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 and just in, in, in that, but also when you see that in general as well, kind of showing what masters can do. So, yes. Yeah, I mean, I'll take this event from the games last year where I mean, we were just all floored by it, right? So it was um, three rounds. You've got three rope climbs, 20 feet rope climbs, three rope climbs, 10 deadlifts at 350. Okay, for 45 plus, we're at 350 pound deadlifts. We're doing the same thing that Sam Dancer is doing out there, by the way. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> and then a, a sled pull, right? The uh -huh. alpaca sled pull. So you pull it, I don't know, 150 feet or something. You do that three times. Then you load the rope onto the alpaca sled and push that sled that you just pulled across the field. Now you got to push that thing all the way down the field across the line. And the alpaca sled does not move. Just oh, really? if you see anyone pushing it, it doesn't move. Yeah. Um, when you see people dying, their shoes flying off, they're trying to do it barefoot. Anything you could do, it doesn't want to move. But when, when we saw that, like 330 deadlifts at 350 pounds on day two, mm -hmm. what are they thinking? We're not really thinking what they think. We're just thinking like, dude that may kill me for the whole yeah. weekend um and you go out there and you do it and you know for me i'm going sets of 10 at 350 which i don't do in training i don't just pop off sets of 10 deadlifts um but i do that on round one and i'm just thinking like wow it's working i i'm doing fine i get to the, the rope climbs i'm able to do them all that to say that yeah when you throw something out there for masters athletes at first we're often shocked like okay this is craziness you've lost your minds and then we go out there and like well three two one go I'm not there's no way i'm not doing it i'm gonna right. go out there and i'm gonna compete and i'm gonna be next to the same guys yeah. in my division every year and then we're all gonna go out there and suffer and the at the finish line we get to lay down and die yeah and that's the joy of competition yeah that's right so okay now i, I want to you know you've been you've been so awesome and so nice and i know your day got backed up so i got one more thing i want to ask you and then then i'll let you go um, sure. Okay, so are you hearing anything? And and I 
my assumption is if they haven't announced it, you even if you know, you probably couldn't say it anyway. What are you hearing about about like title sponsors for the CrossFit Games for the Masters? Okay, so I know that um, I know that the clothing sponsor is. Oh gosh, I want to call it North Northern Spirit. Northern so that's Spirit. that's that's the clothing sponsor. Okay, uh-huh. so like I don't know anything about these guys well, at all. Well, I'll tell you this much: I I love this stuff. Actually, man, some of the stuff yes. that they have is awesome. Um, and, I have, and I had. I was going to say, I had a, an athlete, a, a games athlete from the UK reach out to me this morning. He's like, oh, and by the way, the Northern Spirit stuff is great. Oh, yeah. So he oh, yeah. loves it. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I so mean, this it is looks... my favorite. I'm probably going to get on and get this shirt. Yeah. Listen, if this shirt will make me look like this guy, I'll buy a hundred of these things. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's, I mean, <laughs> this one, guy, it's a cool shirt. But two, I mean, he's look at massive. That, dude. Goodness. I mean, to, to have the taper in there, I mean, let's oh, do it. I, I like Lord. it. I think it's. I think it's cool. I haven't heard any. I know Rogue is the equipment sponsor, which makes my makes me happy. Again, that makes uh-huh. it feel uh-huh. unified, right? That that Rogue is going to be there. I like Rogue gear, and it's consistent, and it's nice to have Rogue there. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the only two sponsors I know of at this point. But no, yeah. Northern Spirit, what you're showing on the screen, I mean, this stuff looks great. Yeah, so, it does. It, you know, and I, I, I'll tell you, Jason, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'm I'm excited and intrigued all at the same time because this is, I mean, you know, Northern Spirit is a it's a I. I think French company. I'm not positive. I know it's a European yes. company. Um, yep. I know on their website they say that it's it's free shipping to France and Europe, which makes me think maybe it's French company, but I'm not positive. Right, right. So and so I'm I'm interested in that. You know, kind of that shows a lot of worldwide expansion there. Um, Amazing. Now here's the deal: is I know that I know that Reebok is largely Germany, and and so you know I know they had U.S. divisions, and so I may not be talking everything that I know exactly about, but I think that's pretty interesting. And I think it's going to be interesting because I, there's another part of all this. You know, the previous two title sponsors for the games were both, both um, shoe wear and clothing companies. Um, now, with GoRug, they make shoes, and I know they make clothing, but they're not largely – like, that's not what their main thing is. It'll be right. interesting to see how all of that plays out, not just with the games, but maybe yes. what happens with, with Masters too. Agreed. And, you know, the CrossFit Games this year is not the GoRug CrossFit Games as far as I know. Right, it's oh, not really? a title sponsor. It, oh, I thought it was I, a title. Oh my gosh. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong, um, but it, I know it's the apparel and shoe sponsor. So oh. I like if you take a look at the logo, the CrossFit Games logo is the CrossFit Games logo. It doesn't say Noble. It doesn't say Reebok. It doesn't say Go Ruck. That's it is. Point. This is the new CrossFit Games logo. So it, they may be changing how they do it. Maybe. Maybe will be the Go Ruck CrossFit Games, and if maybe that's how they'll announce it. I just I don't know how that goes, and it certainly won't be the Northern Spirit Masters CrossFit Games. That would just be a, way too much of a mouthful. Uh, but yeah, I mean the the Legends Championship was the first form Legends Championship because that was the title sponsor. We'll let's we'll see how all that shakes out. But just the fact that we have a clothing sponsor that is high quality. I mean, I want Barbell Apparel. Let's just represent these guys. Like, let's get the. I'll I'll work on them for next year, guys. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but it's the fact that we have sponsors out there, and I think what's fun about what they're trying to do this year with 
you know, uh, uh, broader divisions, you know, with 40 athletes per division, you know, a lot more athletes. They have the community team division as well, which is going to have even more at another 200 plus athletes out there. That's going to draw a larger crowd. You've got more athletes on the field. You've got more families coming with them since we're masters athletes, more friends. You're in Birmingham, which is a vibrant CrossFit community. You're two hours from Atlanta, which is a huge huge city obviously we've got nashville just to the north by three hours you have some very easy access for people to commute to come and watch the games let alone those that want to fly in and just love watching masters um you know i'll call all my thirty thousand followers like hey if if just like one tenth of you will come you know this would be amazing to just I'll come bring, and i'll bring and, my 1800 followers Bring them. I mean, I, you know, it's it's funny. I'm, I'm going to see if I could get Danny Spiegel or Brooke Wells to just throw a shout out to their three million followers or something like that, uh, just to get get asses in seats. Um, but you know, I, I think um, I think Dude, if that I think was this a, could be if a that really was a big Danny thing. Danny Spiegel pun with asses in seats. That was a really good pun. <laughs> that would have been a good one. Dang it! I'm gonna, I'll save that one. I'll throw it out there on purpose one day. That works. <laughs> so. I'm optimistic. I think it's going to, yeah. I think it's going to be a good year. Um, and, and yeah, the more, the more people we have out there, the more money gets spent on, on vendors and sponsors. And that feedback loop is what's key is that if someone invests in us as masters athletes or sponsors, something that we do that we invest back into that brand to support them. Um, you know, that's, that's the win-win it's, it's a chicken before the egg situation. People don't want to take a huge risk on masters because they just don't know if the return is going to be there. And we've got to, as masters athletes, we got to vote with our dollars. So that's what I do. I'm voting with the, I'm voting with my dollars for the brands that support masters athletes, the brands that don't care about masters. They don't get my money. I don't care. Like, I don't, you know, there's plenty out there. Well, that's what, that's always been one of those interesting things that, that I've, you know, I've talked a lot about recently is, is I think we undervalue, we undervalue exactly what buying power in masters means. You know, we talk about it and we say, oh, you know, all the all the the open signups and things like that. But you know, when you really start looking at it, I mean, you know, dude, it's the people that are masters athletes that have families that have disposable income that are paying five hundred dollars yes. for apparel at the games and walking away from the noble tent or you know the the yep. go tent this year um, with five hundred dollars yep. worth of stuff and not you know a couple of shirts or things like that. Um, well, I mean, we're the ones that have nine pairs of shoes. We're the ones that have, you know, we go to an affiliate and we train and we also have a garage gym because yeah. we can, when yeah. we, we do silly crap like that. Um, and it's, it costs a lot of money. We spend a lot of money to do that because we, if as masters athletes, if we have a hobby, we'll just go for it. You know, like <laughs> how many shirts do we have that we've bought? because like, that's just what we do. And, and uh, like for my kids, my kids have barbells because they want to work out with me. So I go buy a 15 pound barbell or one of little five pound barbells and they all got to have clips and for oh, yeah. every pair of shoes I buy, you know, my wife wants a pair of shoes. So we, we got to do all this. This is, this is cash for those guys. Dude, I walked out when I left the games last year, I walked out of the noble tent, like in a, in a daze because like I would buy my stuff and I, and so I'm like on the phone with my wife, Hey, what do you want? So she's telling me what she wants. So I'm getting her four or five things like, Oh, Hey, my, yes. my daughter's definitely going to want this. So I'm gonna grab this and I'm gonna grab this. Oh, Hey, my son, yep. he'll really like this dude. And I walk out of there. I'm not, I'm listen, I'm not going to tell anybody what I spent, but I walked out of there and I was like, 
oh man, how am I going to get home? <laughs> right. How am I getting home? Could you call Capital One? Hey, I need to increase that credit line because I'm I I can't buy gas now. Dude, that that noble tent was oh, it was dangerous, dangerous. It's super dangerous, dude. The, the noble tent, the rogue tent. I I can barely walk through Vendor Village. I I can't linger on anything because I'm like I I'm probably gonna buy that. Um, and I just I'm that addictive personality kind of guy that like um, I mean, I have the Vision Pro sitting behind me because I'm the guy that on day one I'm like, yeah, let's buy it. I I oh, want yeah. it. I want it. I want it. Do yeah. I need it? Yeah. I hope I need it. I hope it's so good that I can keep it. Um, oh yeah. Well, so I'm, okay, I'm really excited. I, I'm gonna say this much, dude. I'm really excited. However, it looks for the atmosphere in Vendor Village at the Masters Games. Me too. Um, oh I, yeah. You know that's that's one of because I love going through Vendor Village. You know, and I go through and, yep. and you know, you know, I'll, I I curl up my mustache and. And I'm, I'm walking around having conversations and handing out my, my Faithfully Fit stickers and having those conversations. Yep. And I'm really excited to see how that's going to go with the games I, and excited from a, from a good perspective. Like, it, there's not like a, mm, yes. I wonder. Like, it's like, I think right. that's going to be awesome. So it, it, it'll be I agree. Cool. I really agree. It's, it's one of my favorite things to do at the games. As an athlete, once I'm done competing, dude, I love just, I love just walking around Bender Village. Just oh, yeah. like, I mean, this window shopping and looking at everything. Um, and when I was, when I'm at the games, when I'm live in person, well, of course I'm always live in person. I'm, when I'm there with my own truck, yeah, I love like, okay, do I need these plates? Cause I could buy them at a discount here. Like, oh, maybe I'll get them. And I have done so. Um, I've left the games with an ice barrel. You know, I, I came with one and I left with another I've done all the things. So that's awesome. Well, yeah. dude, I, I really appreciate it. Here's the deal, guys, is, um, you know, Jason Grubb, you guys know him. He's won some minor competitions. Uh, he's won, I don't know, the, the games. and I don't, But you, you know him mainly as the Masters Fitness Championship champion. Um, uh, did a great job with that. Him and he, he, he had a, a, man, a back and forth for a while, and that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was. And, and, and so, you know, Jason, appreciate you being on. Hey, want to remind you guys. The online qualifier, the sign-up is live June 1st to the 9th. Um, it's going to be two weeks long. Uh, got some great workouts coming your way. Uh, I have seen them. Uh, I plan on doing them and filming myself doing them uh, and, and giving you guys all the rundown. And please don't expect anything amazing. Um, I'm, my shape is round currently. So uh, it, it'll, it'll be more about watch the fat guy with the beard suffer and uh, laugh at him. Uh, and 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 just enjoy some 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 uh, media, but uh, that's coming up. Uh, excited for everything coming up, Jason. Dude, thanks for what you do with with your media stuff. Thanks for what you're doing in the community. Uh, and dude, thanks for being on and, and chatting with me for a while, brother. Sure, Kyle. Thanks for having me, dude. I appreciate it. I love doing this. Absolutely. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Um, stick around. We will be doing so much more. Got a lot coming up, especially with the open season coming up. So so sign up for the open and, uh, man, have a great time. Enjoy the community. Enjoy with everybody. And, uh, man, let's start uh, marching towards the quarter semis and games. So, guys, thank you for joining us.